Hello, yoga teacher. It's Pedro Luna, the co-founder of the Next Level Yoga Academy. I have some exciting news for you. I just released my first ever ebook, and it's free. Beyond Yoga Teacher Training, practical tips to get your yoga teaching journey started. If you are hearing this right now, there's a link in the description of wherever you're streaming this podcast to grab a copy of it. All you have to do is jump on the email list, and we will send you a copy of the ebook with practical tips to get it going. And even if you're not new, there's some really solid advice just to refresh on as you're walking the path. I hope you enjoy it and enjoy this episode. Peace. Two, one. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Yoga Academy podcast. My name is Pedro, and I'm here today sharing uh, how to keep your students coming back for more, some practical tips for uh, for that happening, uh, especially in group class setting. Uh, so we're talking about group classes today, how to keep them coming back for more. We'll do episodes about private yoga and such later, but we're just focused on the group for now. And so let's dive into it. We are streaming this episode live on Instagram and uh, here on the podcast on Spotify and Apple. So if you are listening live on Instagram, know that you can hear this and other episodes uh, wherever you stream. Uh, well, I guess as long as you stream on Spotify or Apple. But where else does anybody stream podcasts anyway? There's that. So here we go. So I made a post about this yesterday, uh, about doing these five things when you're teaching group classes to leave your students feeling seen, blissed, and excited to come back for more. But we're going to dive deeper into uh, the bullet points of the five things. So the number one thing for me that's been the most impactful thing for me is greeting everyone and making them feel seen. That's the number one thing that establishes a connection to your students right away. So if you only, um, you know, if you have only have a handful of students in your class, you should know all of their names. If you have a handful of students in the class, there's four or five people there, you should know all of their names. Make that a priority. I promise you that that is super important. Know their names. If you have 10 or 20 in the class, figure it out. Know their names, especially if they're regulars. If they keep coming, you keep seeing them, got to get their names down. It makes them feel seen. It makes them feel appreciated. And it makes a stronger connection between you and the student. That is a key, key tip on how to keep your students excited to come back for more because they feel a connection to you. And if they feel connected to you, they're going to keep showing up. Very, very important. Number two, so getting to actual the class, right? So all of that starts before you even say the name of the first, before you even start the class, the energy of the experience, the tone has already been set. The tone is set before you even start teaching. The experience begins when the student signs up for the class. That's when it really starts, when they see wherever they sign up for something, and that's when, it, that's when it starts. When they see wherever they sign up and they sign up, and then when they walk into the space and then how they're greeted and how they're, um, how they're seen, how they're seen. Hi, Annalisa. Hey, Lindsay, thanks for tuning on Instagram Live, my friends. Appreciate you for being here. So that's so important. Make them feel seen. Once you start the class, right? So let's say it's time, it's time to start the class. You come up to the, you know, you go to the front of the room, uh, you settle in, you get everybody seated or however you're starting. Have a clear message, an intention, or a theme for the class. One to three points. One to three, like focal points for the class. So maybe there's, um, 
maybe you're going to do a, a hip opening sequence or, or something just for, we're just using that as an example. Maybe you're going to focus on releasing tension in your hips for this, this class. Let's talk about. So not a, there's a physical component to the experience, but maybe there's also, there's an intention behind it that you have for the class, a mantra, a group intention that you're casting for everyone. And you obviously give them space to have their own intention, but maybe there's something energetically that you're channeling and, um, but also like a physical component that, that kind of matches the vibration of the experience. So think about that. Have a clear message, intention, or theme for the class. I've taught many classes, many in my years, where I just simply show up and just shoot from the hip and it just goes. And that is okay. It's gotten me a long way. It's gotten me to where I've gone. But I know now from experience, even if I show up without um, a clear, a very clear theme, I have a, usually have a general idea of like how I'm feeling energetically. And then when I greet the students, I know how they're feeling energetically. And then it just gives me an intuit, intuition takes over and it, it guides me into the experience and the intention that we need for our group. Now that comes with time. I've been teaching for 10 years. That comes with a lot of practice. On the front end, it's good to have a couple ideas of how you want to orchestrate the class, how what you want to share. And if you do that, the students are going to know that you're confident in your ability because you have you know what you're saying. You know where the you know where the direction of this experience is going. Everyone's going to end up, I hope, in savasana at the end of the thing. Your goal is just that at the end of the thing they feel good and then they want to come back again for more. And so these little things along the way are very, very helpful, making the students feel seen and then you having clarity around what's a general message or an intention or a physical component of the body that I want to work on in this 60 minute or 75 minute or 90 minute experience with the students. So that's number two. Number three on how to keep your students excited to come back for more is put on a playlist that vibes with the energy of the group. This is uh, essential part if you're using music. Uh, if you're on Instagram out there, just type in the chat if you use music or if you uh, if you don't. I'm just curious to know if you're tuning in and you're present to this conversation. Do you use tunes for your classes? I'm curious. Um, Annalisa says yes, she uses tunes for her classes. I know I use tunes for the majority of my classes. I would say I use tunes for every everything I teach uh, online. When I stream online classes, I teach with music. Uh, I teach a yoga with live music class every Sunday, so clearly there's music there. But when I teach on the beach, I don't use music typically. Every once in a while, I'll use music, but usually I don't. I just let the ocean and the nature take over, and that's pretty powerful. Um, but when you're selecting music for your experiences be intentional about what you're putting on there jasmine doesn't use music because she's doing the straight 26 and 2 and the plus yeah got you no music in that series um heard um be intentional about the music that you're selecting for the classes so if you're teaching in english right if you're teaching in english and you have music on and they're speaking in english sometimes that can gargle sometimes that can get kind of messy okay 
So just something to consider. If you if the students are staying in tune with your words and they want them to follow you along, and then someone is, you know, Adele is blasting crescendos in the background, that might be a little bit challenging for the students to be able to stay connected to your words because they might get distracted, they might get a little lost. Uh, and so be intentional about the music. Now also, hold on, someone wrote a comment. I want to make sure I get back to that. Ah, how do I get back there on Instagram? My life. Um, my students really remember my playlist to and it starts at a point of connection and I'm sharing the playlist. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Lisa. Um, totally. So getting back to what I was saying, let me find my train of thought. This is kind of how a co-created experience. Everything is always co-created. Um, when you're selecting music, it's nice to have music that doesn't have words in it. And it's nice to have the music that goes along with the wave, right? The the music takes isn't the music is an essential component um, to the experience if it's a vibrational match, because just like you're building the class, you start it seated or on your back and you're chilling. The music is you know first two songs are a little slower paced, and then you start the build, right? So you get the little build as you move through some warm up shapes, then you move into sun salutations. Let's call it if we're teaching vinyasa class. Ah, then standing poses, right? And the music is a little bit faster paced. There's more beats per minute. You know, there's a little more drum in it. There's a little more whatever. But if that changes along the way within your experience that you're having with your students, if your teaching changes and you need to take a pause for a moment, it's really nice to put your music on like half mute, right? To just put it, just take it down halfway when you come to a child's pose in the middle of the class. That comes with knowing. That comes with practice. Take it down halfway. If you need to change it along the way, just change the playlist. Change the song. Just skip one. It's no big deal. People want to be able to know. Like, you'll feel it when you're like, man, this playlist just isn't vibing today. Okay, change it. Have a couple of them set up. Or have, I like to have, personally, I don't know if anybody out there has ever done this before. When I first started teaching on my Spotify, I had multiple buckets of playlists. I had a bucket for opening songs, a bucket of slower songs, a bucket of fast-paced songs, and then like a bucket of closing and savasana songs. So I had like four different buckets on my Spotify. And then I would just, if I found a song I liked, I would just like randomly, I would just throw it in like the whatever bucket it was appropriate for. And then when I wanted to build a playlist, I would go into my Spotify and I would just pull from those buckets so I wouldn't have to like find all these new songs. Like I just knew I had stuff stashed away that I could pull out of buckets and make a playlist quickly. And also, if I was in the middle of teaching and the energy changed, I needed to pump it up or slow it down and I didn't know where to go, I would just go into that bucket and put a song on because I knew it would vibe. That was a huge hack that I figured out along the way. Um, maybe that works for you. I think it will. I know it will because I, I did it and it worked. <laughs> So try that, uh, making different buckets on your Spotify um, if you're making playlists. If any, if any, has anyone ever tried that? Um, so Mr. Yogi says, great idea. Yes, it, and it works. Yeah, give it a whirl. Takes a little bit of time to get the songs into the buckets because you got to find them. But um, then they're there. They're there for you. You have them just marinating. Okay, so that's number three. And now we haven't really talked about teaching yoga yet. We haven't really talked about that. We just said how to keep your students coming back for more. Greeting them, 
having a message, a powerful message, having a good playlist. You get those things down, poses are just going to come out. It's going to happen. But give your students, so giving your students time to breathe in poses and not rushing them really is essential. As a new yoga teacher, I know from the mentees that I've had that I've worked with, um, and just from being in the mix for a long time, taking lots of classes, it's easy to want to move on to the next pose real fast when there's that little awkward pause and awkward silence. It's real easy to want to like come out of warrior two. Like you just say, you inhale, you come into warrior two, you know, bend your right knee over your right ankle, extend your arms to the side and find your breath. And then there's like a one breath pause and you're like, I got to go. Like, because it's awkward, like uh, this awkward pause that we feel. And then you move into reverse triangle or reverse warrior and then extended side angle too fast. Give yourself, give your students time to be in the pose. Let them explore the pose. They're, everybody's their own best teacher. Right, we're here as the teacher to hold the space and give them guidance to be able to get into the shape safely and effectively. Once they're in there safely and effectively with your cues and your sequence, let them be for two breaths. Let them be there. Let them experience it themselves. Let them feel what it's like to be in the pose because you've already put them in there safely and effectively. Embrace the awkward. Let them be in there. And if you do that, they're going to have time to breathe more. And the more we allow them to connect to their breath and link their mind and their body using their breath and drop in and tap in, the more grounded they're going to feel, the more calm they're going to feel, the more, the more empowered they're going to feel because they, they're, they're doing the work. And that comes, again, with time and repetition, time and repetition. All this just takes time and repetition. But the more you practice that and the more you empower your students to be in the pose for a few breaths, just in silence. And this is where your music comes in. What we talked about in number three, this is where your music comes in. If you're letting them just feel the vibes of the music and use that, you don't have to fill the awkward space because the music is the vibe. The music is the wave. The music is the wave. Ah, an alarm went off. Hopefully we're back. Let me know Instagram if we're back. <laughs> if not, you got to go over to the podcast on Spotify or Apple. Um, so the music is the way that fills the awkward space. So give your students time to breathe in the shapes. And then number four, you go through the whole class. You get them all the way through to, uh, you know, Savasana at the end. You know, from the, the grounding and centering through the sun salutations, the standing poses, the balances, the back bends, the seated, the back poses, the spine twist, the whole thing, right? You got them all the way to the end. Give them time and space in their savasana. You know, we didn't rush our poses, so we're definitely not going to rush the savasana. Once they take their savasana, they come back to seated, bring your hands to your heart, namaste, you give them a send-off. But in that send-off, in that send-off, this is just so important. Everyone, listen. In the send-off, express extreme gratitude for them showing up today. Not only showing up for themselves, but also showing up for, by, by showing up for themselves, they're showing up for everybody else in their life. Because by them filling their cup, they're able to live their life you know, at a higher level. They're able to support their friends, their family. They're able to support their coworkers. They're able to deal with certain things that they're going through because they're coming from a place of peace, calm, 
groundedness, balanced, whatever you want to call it. And express gratitude for them for being there today, for elevating themselves, and for co-creating the experience. Because without that student, that specific student being in the class, the class wouldn't be the same for anybody else. The class would not be the same for you as the teacher, and it wouldn't be the same for the rest of the group. And if you can get them to hear that in their head, that by you being here today, you've enhanced the experience for everybody else, and without you being here, it wouldn't be the same. If you can articulate that in your own words and get the student to hear that in their head, they are going to come again. They're coming, period. There's zero doubt in my mind. Zero. Zero. They'll be back. Don't skip any if you don't skip any of the steps. Definitely not number one and definitely not number five. If the music doesn't vibe and you have to fix that in the middle, whatever. If the intention isn't as clear and that come the clarity comes along the way as the poses change when you're going through your flow, it'll be all right. Don't rush your students. And at the end, if you express extreme gratitude from a genuine place, it's not forced, it's not fake, it's not fake it till you make it, it's none of that shit. It's real. It's real. If you do that, they will be back. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Those are my hot takes for today to how to keep your students coming back for more. If you enjoyed this on Instagram and you're still here, type in the chat. Let me know. I appreciate it. If you're tuning in on the podcast on Apple or Spotify, thank you for tuning into this episode. Uh, as you heard in the uh, you didn't hear it on Instagram, but you heard in the beginning of this episode on um, on Apple and Spotify, there's a new workshop that I'm launching. It's called Unlocking Confidence. It's a, it's version 2.0. Uh, we did the first one earlier this spring. If you're a new yoga teacher looking to gain more confidence skills, cueing, sequencing, and a community of teachers to practice teach, if that's something you're interested in, the wait list is open uh, for the experience. There's a link in the bio. You're welcome to just sign up. It doesn't cost you any money to sign up, but you'll be on the first dibs to know if you want to be in because the, the space is going to be limited to that one. Uh, and they're going to fill up because we have a great, pro we, I know how to help people and I really enjoy it. And this is an amazing space to do it in. Um, we can connect with people all over the world. So super grateful. Thank you everyone on Instagram for your kind words. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Uh, know that everybody here is seen and, um, and I appreciate you. So I hope you got a lot of value out of this one. Please take it with you. And, um, if you, if you feel stuck, if you feel unsure, if you're not that next step, just drop into yourself for a moment. And if it's scary to go right, if it feels like, oh my gosh, this is kind of scary, lean in. Lean in. You never know if you don't try. You're not going to know. Just lean in to the discomfort, just like you would in a yoga pose. Not pain, little discomfort, lean in. If you need some more support, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to support you best I can. And uh, empowering yoga teachers around the world and helping them grow in their practice, their teaching, their business. That's my deal. That's what I do. That's why I love to help people. Okay, my friends. I'm signing off for today's episode. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. Peace. See you again soon.